Hello, and welcome to another episode of Yappin' With Us. I think this is like the first Zoom recorded episode we've done since May. So, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to talk about A Shadow in the Ember, which is the first book in the Flesh and Fire series um, by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And it's actually like a prequel book to um, From Blood and Ash. So just as like a content warning, we are going to talk about some of the plot of those three books. So that was your spoiler warning. Yeah. And quick preface, I am asthmatic, so I will be coughing at times because my asthma is really bad. I don't have COVID, I promise, but I, I digress. Okay. We're going to move on to the plot synopsis. Simran wrote this. I haven't read it over. I'm just going to say it like I read it. Serafina is a maiden. She was born to be given to the primal of death in exchange for something I don't know. Okay, that exchange for something is to stop the rot. That's like the only thing I got from this book. Anyways. But it doesn't even stop the rot. No, it doesn't because it has nothing to do with the rot. Yeah, they just assumed. Yeah, yeah. Humanity. Yeah, humanity and their dumb jumping to conclusions. So the primal rejects her. He's like, I have no need for a consort, which is fair. Literally, it's fair. I don't know why she holds that against him. So years later, she meets a god and is stupid and should die. I hate this book. This book actually did not have a plot. I don't think it should ever have been written. I feel like she's just writing off publicity. And that was by by Simran. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. You're welcome. That's actually not my thoughts. It was a plot synopsis. (laughs) So that was just objective facts. Yeah, I totally didn't, I didn't get any bias from that statement at all. It was totally just very, very well thought out, but okay. I'm trying to like scroll through our documents to find the notes. Except The reason why she's scrolling through our document is because she has inputted pictures of K-pop idols on our document. I think it was necessary. I don't think it was, to be fair honest but anyways moving on let's talk about how this book was basically the same thing as from blood and ash yeah yeah I think Serafina (coughs) sorry I think Serafina and Poppy were the same person yeah like they didn't neither of them had like any characteristics that was like unique to themselves yeah like and not to like that they didn't share and I feel like it's supposed to be because like Poppy is related to them okay but I'm related to my mother and I am not like my mother I know but you know like in books they try to like whenever they make people related it's always just like the person is a combination of the two parents you know what I mean I guess which I don't like because it's not necessarily true and in this book it just made it really boring because we got the exact same trope playing out with like um Serafina and Ash well you heard it here first folks stabbing people and like in stabbing your lover is hereditary you can you can inherit that from your great whatever Serafina is to Poppy because they're the same. I, for one, have never stabbed anyone. 
so my future children are hopefully not going to stab people also. Hopefully. But, you know, Poppy wasn't so lucky. Serafina, you should really be more careful in the future. Yeah. Actions have consequences, you know. It was also weird because, like, I just hate the way that I think I really hated JLA's writing in this book. Yeah. Like, when Pop, Serafina was talking about <laughs> stabbing Ash, she was like, I so want to stab him again. Like, girl, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know what you want me to say, but, like, I hate the way that um, Serafina, like, spoke in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the way that she spoke period like I really appreciated the fact that she was you know like well trained well spoken she spoke her mind she took no shit from others like I did think that she was a strong female protagonist but a lot of the times like her banter with Ash I was like come on girl this is boring you sound like you're word vomiting and I think you you sound like a petulant child who's arguing for the sake of arguing well it's not like she knows the question thing Mm, why you gotta reuse that JLA especially because that was like one of the worst tropes yeah yeah I think that like the only reason she uses it is because it's a really easy way to like world build without Mm -hmm. having to do any work because you just have one character ask the other character what's happening why is this happening what are you doing like you know what I mean yeah yeah makes sense and the other person can just explain it and it's like okay job well done I just think it's so funny because one of her biggest feedbacks for like from Blood and Ash, Flesh and Fire and what is that is like the world building and info dumping and nobody liked the question trope. And all three of those things are still in A Shadow in the Ember. Yeah, it's like really unnecessary. And I don't know, like, like, to be honest, I don't know what was going on in JLA's mind when she a decided to write uh, first of all, Crown of Gilded Bones. Yeah. Second of all, a prequel series. Third of all, I'm pretty sure she's making from Blood and Ash or like Blood and Ash, like five or six books or something. Mm. And that makes me physically ill. And like this, this series is a series now. Like this isn't just a one and done prequel book. Like this is a whole series and it's the exact same as from Blood and Ash, but with different people. And, like, I don't like it. No. Like, I, the thing is, she just ruined it with the Crown of Gilded Bones. Like, I didn't even go into this with an open mind, to be honest with you. Like, going in, I knew I was going to hate it, simply because I hated Crown of Gilded Bones so much. Um, And I think I was right to hate it, because it was genuinely awful. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the romantic relationship between Ash and Sarah were, was, like, the same thing, where you had him being like oh my god he's like this random god and like Castile was like hawk before or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. random guard and then oh no he's actually the primal or oh no he's actually Castile I'm like what? you already did that and then of course Serafina had to be freaking Satoria it was a double whammy that was the worst thing ever I kind of the only thing I kind of liked was that his dad like his twin brother kind of like stole his power but I only liked it because I wasn't totally expecting it Mm -hmm. but even then I was like this just sounds stupid it sounds like something like out of like a soap opera oh my evil twin brother Mm -hmm. stole my Mm -hmm. plot and like 
now he's in love with my girlfriend like what's <laughs> up <laughs> I know like I understand why authors write fantasy because you can totally go whichever way whichever direction as long as you can justify like why you're making the choices you're making but what I don't understand is a lot of the things that she decides to input in her books genuinely like to me they're not explained well so I just don't understand what the heck is going on like I don't I didn't understand what the heck ascending was like she didn't explain I don't know if she just didn't explain it but I didn't understand I also didn't understand how um Nyctos's father just took an ember and put it into a bloodline and ensured that that bloodline would birth rebirth Satoria like that that to me doesn't make any sense I feel like she didn't even explain it maybe maybe just because like I was maybe I wasn't paying attention enough but I feel like she didn't explain it she just told us yeah she just told like the characters were just like oh yeah like this must have been what happened because yeah just because this is what happened and it's like thanks for explaining absolutely nothing genuinely and then what another thing that I don't understand is that she put or not she, um, Nyctos' father put the ember into the Myral, Mielra, I don't know, Myral bloodline. And, you know, like, it would only be present for the first female born. Tell me why it took 200 years for a female to be born. What the hell? That's sus as hell. That's not right. You cannot have only sons for 200 years. That's something's not right but how many like how many like generations is that even 200 years I don't even know like six generations uh, you're asking the wrong person I don't know how to do basic math no me neither but I also don't know <laughs> how old like how old do you think these people are having kids I don't know probably in their 20s like early to mid 20s okay so then so then that's like 10 generations yeah that's like a lot of generations of only sons doesn't make any sense jay like i feel like i feel like these people weren't trying hard enough to have kids like the only way i can see that being possible is if they they just had like one kid and they're like oh it's a son better yeah. luck next next year next 20 years i mean like honestly as a mother I don't think I'd be very ecstatic to give birth to a girl knowing that she would be wed to the primal of death so I kind of understand but oh my god that just reminds me Sarah's mom she was a bad lady I did not like her yeah like what the hell was up with that that's so unnecessary like I just don't get why she had to be so like evil I don't get why like the female protagonist always has to have like the worst the worst life ever Mm, yeah and it's just like but then she gets taken away to a so-called evil place like same thing with with Castile and Poppy right like Castile's known as the dark prince and Atlanteans are known as evil but it was actually Poppy's family who's evil same thing with Sarah and Nyctos yeah like did she not have any other ideas what do you mean oh yeah, yeah. LA. i thought you're talking like, about sarah <laughs> I was like, I also like 
parts of this book when she was taken away reminded me of A Court of Mist and Fury. However, I will not be elaborating on that simply because I don't want to spoil anything mm-hmm. and saying anything to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I think JLA took inspiration from a lot of popular books that are out right now because there are a lot of similarities even like the rot and everything reminded me a lot of like another sci-fi book that I read I don't know if saying what the book is is a spoiler so I just won't say it tell me I don't know what you're talking about well I'll tell you after (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) I don't want the listeners to be spoiled because I don't remember like if in the book you know what's happening with like their version of the rot Mm. like I don't think you understand it so if I say anything it's like a spoiler for the whole series ah okay well yeah a lot of a lot of this book simply like this this just wasn't it for me it didn't hit any marks how was she experiencing the culling like uh oh gosh what was that about also the only the only part I liked about that was that she started getting the symptom like early yeah yeah like at the beginning of the book she was like oh my teeth hurt yeah yeah so it wasn't just like JLA kind of dropped it on us in that moment just like add something it's like she kind of set up for it but also I was like this is stupid and I hate this so I I think that the reasoning behind why she got the culling, the fact that she bit Nyctos' finger and ingested maybe like half a drop of his blood and that was enough to send her into the culling and the only way to save her is that she needs to have his blood again except he needs to be in love with her. Like what in the world is How that? does her blood know? Kabanova, how does your blood know? I I don't know. How does drinking someone's blood let you know when they are in danger? Doesn't that just pass through your system? We also didn't talk about the fact that he can feel her emotions. Through her blood. Through no, her but blood. he can just feel her emotions, can't he? Yeah, same thing as Poppy. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like, this is stupid. Also her, oh my God, I can heal. Oh, <laughs> My, my favorite quote or my least favorite quote, quote and I remain there on my ass absolutely dumbfounded my touch it healed like you've been new you knew you've known you were reviving life. people you didn't know your touch healed what do you mean you remain there on your ass dumbfounded like what why did she I like really don't like her writing in this book no, like I, I find mean, that it doesn't really match the setting of the book like it's a fantasy book and she is like out here writing god knows what she's writing as if like like being in Poppy's head is reminiscent of like me being in high school and like hearing how high schoolers speak and interact with each other. It's very like it's immature and the language is lewd. And I just don't understand. You're right. It doesn't it doesn't belong in a fantasy setting of this sort, especially since from Blood and Ash was like less like that. 
Yeah, it definitely, like, and even in From Bun Ash, you could tell that it was more, like, it wasn't as serious as, like, other fantasy books are, but it wasn't this bad either. Yeah. Like, where I was literally throwing up. Yeah. Not literally, but, like, literally. No, I think I threw up. I, there's one quote. I don't know. It's kind of explicit, so I don't really want to say it. Should I say it? Say it. <clears throat> Let me set the stage. Let me set the stage. So, wait. Where is it? I wrote it down. Okay, yeah. So here I am in my house reading this book. I have a lot of stuff to do, you know? I don't really want to be reading this book. It's bad. But I read it anyways because I want to know what happens. And I get to the part where Ash is like, no, I can't feed because I haven't fed in so long. I don't know if I'll be able to stop. Then all of a sudden, Seraphine is like, but you need to feed. And then he pulls out this line. If you don't leave, I'm going to feed from you and I'm going to fuck you while I do it. I hope your mom listens to this episode of the podcast. I hope she does too, so that she can know that I was appalled by that (laughs) statement. I was truly appalled. I had to close the book. I had to, I didn't touch it for like two days because that was horrifying to me. It was not okay. I just like he's a two hundred year old virgin. Oh my god! And he's gonna pull that line out. And he acts like a virgin. Like he acted <laughs> like a virgin. Like after he found out that um, what the fuck is her name? It's not Poppy. Sarah. <laughs> like was gonna originally kill him. Also, this is a plan that was made for her before she was even born. Like, it's not like she woke up and decided, like, yes, I want to kill the primal of death. What did he it's expect? Like her, her family raised her and trained her to make him fall in love with her and then kill her. And also when they first met, she didn't even know who he was. So them initially liking each other had nothing to do with the fact that she wanted to kill the primal of death because she didn't know he was the primal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, may, so you raise a good point. It doesn't even make sense that he feels like, okay, I get feeling betrayed, but I'm just saying it's very virgin energy of him mm-hmm. to the way he was acting after. He was like, you don't even care about any of us here. Like, you're just going to betray us. Like, dude. She's like a random chick that's a mortal. He's immortal the primal of death and he's gonna act butthurt because she wants to make him fall in love with make him fall in love with her and then kill him like how many people want to kill him probably a lot and the thing is like that was her plan before she even knew him Mm -hmm. you know maybe ask for an updated plan you know like (laughs) you don't know what's going on in her mind I mean, he knows what's going on in her emotions and he keeps accusing her of like faking her emotions. How do you even do that? Oh my God, like gaslighting to the max. Yeah. (laughs) Are you that good of an actor? He's really really playing the victim here. Like he's acting as if like she's gaslighting him with her emotions. Dude. And it's like, literally, literally, I was appalled. How do you fake how you're feeling? I feel like that's the one thing that you can't fake. 
Like, please, she's not that smart. No. <laughs> she would be faking her emotions like that. Yeah, she's, oh my God, he's like 200 years old. I can't get over this. He's 200 years old. She is 20. And he's acting like a toddler and that that just got his toy taken away. Yeah. I don't know. It just, this hasn't been a great experience all around. Yeah, and then that whole, like, plot thing where Ezra goes to save children like from oh yeah and then her like lover just randomly died I was like this is so random you know what I was confused because like I think we're just supposed to find out that like her power is to heal right so it's like fine that she did this but also from literally every other book I've read in my whole entire life, you can't just go around reviving people with zero consequences. Yeah. So I want to know, like, I thought we were going to come back to that. Like, I genuinely thought we were going to come back to that and find out that, like, Ezra's, like, friend, girlfriend, I don't know, were they actually dating or were they just, like, in love? I'm not it's sure. It's like they were childhood friend and yeah. they were, like, low-key in love, but it was yeah. new. Yeah, so, yeah. I didn't know like I thought that was gonna come back and be like oh my god she's actually like a zombie now and she's murdering people or something Mm. yeah like there's no repercussions to any of Poppy's actions and I feel like her power is something that's very like it's non-directional it's not defined like how can she just ascend a god and heal the god and revive the god at the same time without like even taking a nap like all she does is drink whiskey and like not that that's a bad thing and if you want to just drink whiskey that's up to you that's your prerogative that could be your whole personality yeah like I just don't understand how her power works and JLA this book was very long it was very very long and tell me why nothing happened in it it was so unnecessarily long like this could have been 200 pages easily and to you know, there, there's so many holes. I have so many questions, you know, like nothing was really explained well. And for the length of it, you would expect like, like if, if a fantasy book is over 700 pages, I expect to be like my brain to be filled with information. Literally, like I didn't know what was going on until like 75% in the book when the plot actually like something happened. Yeah. Like if you're going to put that much, like if you're going to write such a long book stuff actually has to happen and there can't be like this much confusion yeah I agree they're also I'm really glad though that uh Ash and Sarah are not related Mm. I I mean there's that she made it very abundantly clear multiple times that having an ember of life in Sarah doesn't make her related to Ash even though it's Ash's ember of life doesn't make sense like one thing that I didn't understand was that so she met Ash and she was like oh my god he's a god whatever but then like later on she was like at her palace house castle thing and um that dude showed up Ash's uncle whatever his name was starts with a K Colis Colis I was was about to say Colin but I think it's Colis Colis he shows up and so does, like, another god. And she recognizes that the god is a god. But when she sees Colas, she's like, oh, he's definitely the primal. He's a primal. Mm. And I'm like, so you figured that out, but you had no idea that Ash was also a primal? 
Like, are you stupid or are you dumb? Yeah. And I think like, honestly, I'm not hating on Sarah, Sarah right now, but if I was fated to wed the primal of death, I would definitely do a lot of research on like exactly what that would entail because Ash definitely he felt Sarah right like he felt her like he knew what she was up to like he felt when she was born like obviously you know that being betrothed to someone on that level has would it would have some kind of effect and I would just be so curious as Sarah I'd be like oh like can I feel the primal of death whatever and maybe in my small brain I would think hmm I met this god he looks kind of familiar I feel kind of ways about him <gasps> maybe he's the primal of death that I'm fated to be married to also, what the hell's up with that? She literally met him before. Yeah. Is she on crack? Like, yeah. is she, she met him before, like, three yeah. years ago. Was it three years ago? She mm-hmm. literally met him, and it was possibly, like, the worst experience of her life. hmm Wouldn't she remember him? They like, spoke to each other. Yeah. Would she not remember his voice, at least, if she didn't remember his face? I mean, like, baseline just knowing what I know about like flashbulb memories and like memories that have a lot of emotion attached to them she absolutely would remember his voice it could be skewed a little bit because like sometimes your memory is wrong but I think she should have been able to recognize his like frame at least something about him yeah a clue and like she's so stupid she literally like she's walking away from me she's like why does this feel wrong um maybe it's because you guys have been fated to be married Maybe. Oh, actually, I have a thing about the plot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of how there was none, but like also because like <laughs> the rot was like such a big thing at the beginning of the book. But mm-hmm. then I feel like we kind of forgot about it. And like that couple, like those, that farmer couple whose farm got like taken over by the rot literally committed suicide and also killed their children. Mm-hmm. And that's like a big no, it wasn't even a big part of the book. It's just something like a random event that happened. And we just moved on from that so fast. I know. I Like, like I said, a lot of things were introduced, but not explained. Like that in itself is like, it's a pretty horrible event that occurred. And like, I feel like it had a big impact on Sarah. But again, it was brought up maybe one more time again. Oh, and her nickname. Sarah? Yeah. No. Liesa. Liesa. I feel like I've seen that. Was that in From Blood and Ash? Maybe. That would make sense. You know, that would make sense because doesn't it mean queen? Mm -hmm. I think (coughs) I remember seeing that in From Blood and Ash. But there are some chapters where Ash called her Liesa like every five words. And I was like, can you come down? Okay, you know what? Like, I like the trope. Like, I like the trope a lot of, like, nicknames from the other person's language that their love interest doesn't understand. But when they did it, it was disgusting. (laughs) And it was also he explained the nickname to her right away, which is not usually something that happens in that trope. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also hate them. And their relationship to me was never cute, adorable. No. It It wasn't even romantic. It was completely based off of sex. So then I wasn't as like I didn't care for it it was very insta love as well but I guess like if you're fated if fate's gonna get involved then I I guess it makes sense but I didn't enjoy reading it at all I not gonna lie I skimmed like their conversations between the two of them I was like I'm skimming this this is so boring 
Yeah. Oh, my other thing I had to say was my, okay, so you know how they thought that they had to kill the primal of death to extinguish the rot? Mm. When she found out that like Ash isn't like supposed to be the primal of death, wouldn't it make sense? Well, okay, I also understand that that's no longer true, but then if it was true, she could have just killed Colas and then he's actually the prime of death. Primal of death. And then it would have fixed it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That part's a little bit blurry for me because from what I understand, the rot is because there's no, <clears throat> there's no primal of life. So there's no balance. Yeah, so I think that, like, I think that they should just switch back. I think they should just do a little trade Z's. Um, but who, who would trade with who? Ash would trade with... Um, but Cole. Ash was born primal of death. Like, I think that's the difference, right? Like, inherently, like, he is the primal of death. But so is But Cole. I also think that that's stupid. Because genetically, he is the primal of life. But, <laughs> but you know what but, I mean? He was, he was born what 20 years before his dad died or before he was born when his father was the primal of death and whatever essence he had was removed so I think genetically baseline like ash is the primal of death okay or or Serafina becomes the primal of life um ash becomes her consort and <laughs> colas becomes the primal of death again or actually, i think they're gonna kill colas and then the primal of life and the primal of death will be married yeah that's what i was gonna say i'm like why do we even need to put him back to the primal yeah, of death? no he's a bad dude i think they should just kill him and that'll be that honestly I think- we've never heard his side of the story Okay, but I don't need to because just the way that he was obsessed with Satoria is enough of a red flag. We don't even know if that's true. They could just be slandering him. This is also true. This is true. You know what? I'm Team Colas. We don't Stop. know what he's Stop. <laughs> we don't know. This You're primal team? of death is just making claims, turning the world against him. Mm. I mean, All I he wanted was to be liked, you know? And everyone just hated him because of his title his job he was just but he was also an asshole from what i understand yeah because everyone hated him no i think he everyone hated him because he was an asshole no everyone hated him because they were scared of him because he was the primal of death so then he became an asshole no i think he inherently is an asshole untrue (laughs) stop (laughs) defending him he's literally so bad (laughs) he would call it (laughs) stop (laughs) this is a good place for me to wrap this up so do you have anything else you want to say no i I think that besides cola supremacy (laughs) (laughs) shall i do my rating um yeah so i would give this a d minus because it was terrible um the only reason i'm not giving it a worse grade is because this is only the first book in the series so i know it can only go downhill from here so i need to like I need some space for it to move down, you know? Ooh, that's, that's why I'm starting smart. so high with a D minus. But also, um, I really regret reading this book because it means that we have to read 
all the books now. Mm. Like, I feel like if we never read this book, we could have been like, okay, we can just stop now. Yeah, this is a stone we should have left unturned for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I feel kind of bad now because I started at the bottom. Like, I would give this an R minus minus. And for those of you wondering, yes, that's a real grade. And it's worse than a D. And I would know this because I actually received an R minus minus on my physics exam in 11th grade. So this book is that. It is just the epitome of bad. It was not good. I have barely any good things to say about it. And I'm overall just really disappointed in the plot, the world building, the writing. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but JLA actually didn't have an editor for this book. And I definitely think it would have been prudent to keep an editor especially with a fantasy book of this caliber it's quite complicated so an editor would have been useful but uh, that's just my two cents about it I think he even writes an outline um I don't want to I don't I don't want I don't want to answer that <laughs> I'm just asking I'm just gonna leave that up also just in case you guys don't know for the 57 percent of you who are in the states an R is an F. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, in Canada, we use R. In Ontario, we use R because it's, like, nicer. It's, like, retake as opposed to fail. Oh. Or, like, maybe it's not retake, but it means something, like, nice. Oh. Like, so I didn't do are- I didn't do that bad on my physics then. No, you did. <laughs> it's equivalent to an F. It's just a nicer way of saying it. I didn't just get an F minus. I got an F minus minus. You guys want to know why? You want to know why, Simran? Why? Because I wrote my exam in orange pen. Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I too would give you an F minus minus. <laughs> in or R minus minus. In hindsight, I did deserve the grade that I got. That's why I'm not bitter at all. Anyways. That's all we have for you guys today. Make sure to follow at Yakin with us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks for listening, and we will meet you in another book world.